You're visiting the mom next door and our stories of faith. I'm glad you dropped by for a visit. Please stay a while and hear what the Lord has done in the lives of moms just like you and me. I'm so excited to do this podcast interview today with Beth because it is the testimony of how God cared for both Beth and I by bringing us together. And secondly, we together hope that this episode is an encouragement to you if you have a child who has entered the military, or maybe they even just told you that they're thinking about entering the military. So let me start by telling you how I met Beth. And this is just such a fun story. Uh, One that we never saw coming and one that just shows that God prepares the way for people when we don't even, we don't even know. So Kelly was a mom who lived in my town for a very short time. We got to be friends on Facebook. And one day she noticed I was posting a lot of sad and sappy things because my son had left for the army for boot camp. And I was missing him. And I was honestly, I was just a big baby. And she was noticing all these posts that I had about that. She was a really attentive friend because she not only noticed me posting these sappy posts, but I believe Bethany was all the way on the other side of the country posting equally sappy and sad posts about her son who had also joined the army very recently. And so Kelly sent messages to both Beth and I and said, what base is your son at? And what would be the chance that they would be together? And out of the thousands of young people who joined the military, I'm thinking that would be so bizarre. Well, she started this three-way conversation with us. Beth and I compared the days that our boys started boot camp and what place they were at, what they were doing, what their jobs were going to be. And we were like, I think they're together. I'm pretty sure our boys are together. And so what makes it even crazier is I have nine children and homeschool. Bethany has nine children and homeschools. So we're like both sitting here going, how can this be that our mutual friend, Kelly, who Beth, you've never even met her in person yet. Kelly connected Beth and I by watching our Facebook posts. And so then at that point, it was like we as moms had a buddy to get through boot camp together with. So I don't know if you have any other members. Is that kind of, am I conveying it correctly? Is that what you remember? Yes, that was perfect. Um, I just remember being amazed that we had similar lives and that our boys were actually training together because that is just, it has to be God. Oh, yeah, I know. That's what I thought. Wow, God just prepared this for us. Uh, we, we chatted as we went through things with our sons as they wrote us letters and we would compare notes. And actually, another little thing that happened is part of the training, they don't get their telephones. And so, but they can win telephone calls by beating each other in different contests, I guess we'll say. So it was funny because like one day I think my son's group won a phone call and I was so excited. And so I think I messaged you and I'm like, 
Ben just called me and you were like, oh, bummer, mine didn't. And I'm like, well, I hope That's yours right. wins. Yeah, I like, <laughs> I'm, I hope yours wins the next contest because I got a phone call this time. So I'm going to be um, hoping and praying that JD gets a phone call next time. So it was a really uh, unique experience. Uh, the next thing I remember about getting to know you and one reason why it was fun to have a battle buddy mom was there's a family day after however many, I can't remember how many weeks, but they allow the guys to have their phone for one day. And if they have family that lives close enough, their family can come see them for one day. We being on the West Coast, there was no way we could travel for one day to see our son. It would have just been too costly. But I got this idea that maybe I could send Ben cookies and you lived close enough to go say, see JD for that day. So I will always remember that was really awesome too. I got to bake Ben's favorite cookies and put them in a box with two day air. I shipped them to your house. And when you got to go pick up your son for family day, you got to deliver cookies to my son, which I wouldn't have been able to do any other way. Yes, that's right. It was so crazy that day. The men were everywhere and, and the ladies too. But um, Ben ran right off of the field. And so I couldn't find him, but I uh, found his drill sergeant and she was able to get the cookies to him. So <laughs> I was so nervous because I wanted to give him a hug for you. Yeah. And it's so funny because I think once... Now I know you're a military mom and every time I meet other military moms, it's like we all have this camaraderie and this mission together to support our sons or daughters and also to support each other. And so I've, I know that if I was a military wife, I would feel that in a different way, but also there's a connection between moms who have walked this road before. And I, I should also say, you're a military child. You grew up with your dad traveling. That's right. I've been around the military our whole life. And then we ended up um, moving to the Air Fort Benny area the week after I graduated high school. So we have a lot of military friends. So I think having the military experience made the transition a little bit easier because we knew the acronyms and we knew what to expect. Uh, didn't make the emotional stuff easier, but it did make it did help me know and be a little bit prepared. I will say that when my son joined the military, it totally changed my life in my emotions. You mentioned that the emotional slip and, you know, I had a daughter get married and move out. And then I had our oldest son move out. So I'd already had two children grown and gone when Ben left. In fact, six months before that, my son-in-law joined the military being Coast Guard and that one didn't hit quite as hard. But when Ben joined the military, man, I was just a slobber fest. I don't know if my children ever saw me cry before that, to tell you the truth. And that was a very pivotal point in my life emotionally. And then another thing, I had not been on an airplane for 20 years because there was nowhere for me to go. I had everybody near me. Why would I go anywhere? So that was two years ago. And boy, our lives have just changed drastically in the last two years. So I don't know if there's something you want to share about that emotional change. And Yes. So our son um, had a gap year in between high school and the year that he joined the military. He did a worldview program. So it's kind of like college. He, he was away from the house he wasn't too far away, but they didn't let him have his phone and um, he wasn't allowed to come home. So there was some disconnection, but I never cried because he was safe. 
Um, I knew he was um, learning more about the Lord. He was surrounded by Christians. So it was completely different when he went to boot camp. You know, as a Christian, you know, it's sort of like a mission field and it's a very secular world. So that was difficult. We prayed so much for him. But also it was, he was gone. Like he was not coming back. He was an adult now. That was his career. So it was very, very different from sending them off to like a college situation. Yeah, and I think too, when you hear accounts of military life and uh, we don't know when we send them off to the military the kind of things they're going to have to do and the kind of things that they're going to have to encounter. And we know that you know they go in at 18 or 19 often. When they come home, they're like, an adult, like a full, you know, you don't have any transition, like they're going to get summers off and come home and we're going to get to enjoy them for the summer and the the spring break and the Christmas break. It's pretty much, they leave as a youth and they come back as a full-fledged adult who has often gone through some pretty tough stuff and some pretty life-defining things. And so I think maybe that is, there's a lot of unknown for us. Um, yes. But we know that they will come back different. And I agree that um, sending them into the culture, the military culture, um, that is something where, you know, the language is not very clean. And in our situations, our boys being homeschooled and being from large families and being known that they're believers in Christ, they could be the object of much ridicule and uh, become the personal projects of some of their, uh, I don't know if you call them comrades, but you know, (laughs) so anyway, it did, we, we really needed to pray for our boys in a way that we never had done before, I think, or with an intensity. And so maybe that's some of it too. So anyway, so our, our boys then, oh, it's fun. I got to tell about coming to graduation. So uh, we ended up flying into Nashville and then my husband and I visited a friend here in Tennessee for about five days. And then we drove down to Georgia to go to the graduation, but we ended up there a full day before the graduation. So, uh, that was kind of funny too, that I feel like, uh, the Lord just connected us. So, my husband had to do to go online and to do a bunch of work, have like a work day at the hotel. And I was going to be doing laundry in the hotel and just sitting around without, uh, you know, what do I, what am I going to do while he's actually having a work day? So I messaged you and said, well, what are you doing today? Because I kind of have to have a day to kill somewhere and do something. And I've got some laundry to run. And so you welcomed me. Not only did you deliver my cookies for me, you welcomed me and my big bag of dirty laundry into your home and uh, made me lunch. And we just got to know each other for the day. So that was a really fun thing too. It speaks to hospitality and just your heart to care for me. And I've always appreciated that. And I just, but I think it's just part of the fun story of how God brought us together. And I got to meet you in person before Kelly ever did, even though she's the one who connected us. (laughs) Anyway, and then our boys graduated and we got to see each other again at the graduation. And not only were they in the boot camp at the same place, they got their first duty station at the same military base. And they're still there now together two years later. 
And in a way, I kind of thought that initially God maybe brought us together so that we could introduce our sons and that they could be buddies. But the way they set up the the groups, I don't remember what they're called. They're alphabetical. And so our boys were not together. It became very clear that the reason God connected us was not to connect our boys to one another, but so that we could connect with each other and have each other for this whole process. Yeah. I don't think our boys get to see each other at all, actually. They're in different companies and doing completely different things. (laughs) You know, but one thing is that now mine's been deployed once and I can't remember if JD's been deployed. I don't think he has, but you were, there was that week that all (laughs) the stuff was going on in our country. And there were these questions about which group was going to get deployed and which group wasn't going to get deployed. And so it was like, have you heard yet? Have you heard about yours yet? What are we going to do? You know, like be praying for this. So that has been really good to have somebody to, I don't know, just be able to share with differently. Yeah, absolutely. So Bethany and I have been talking and our hope and prayer is that if we encounter moms who have currently found out they have a child who is joining military, we could say army, Navy, air force, Marines, coast guard. If you have a child joining any of those things, it is going to be a little uh, culture change for you as a mom. And I know that both of us probably get calls. I get uh, messages from people who said, my, my child just signed up and I don't know how I'm processing this, or I don't know how I feel about this, or what can I do to, to just go through this transition part of my life. And some of that is us and of ourselves getting ourselves ready. Some of that is how do we help our younger children walk through this process of an older sibling going in? Um, And another part is how do we assist and be there for our child in the military, but yet we're not going to be there. And so anyway, Bethany and I have been kind of talking about that a little bit. And if we could put together like a list of some tips and talk through those together. So then if you could take this podcast and be encouraged and send it to somebody even who's going through this, uh, we just hope it would be an encouragement, provide encouragement. Yeah. So the first thing is you're going to cry. It's, (laughs) it's emotional. Yes. And, And we kind of touched on that when, I don't know, when did you notice it the most? Did you notice it at certain times of the day or? It would just hit me out of nowhere. And the kids recognized, like you said, they had seen me cry, but I was crying all the time. And so I, at some point had to decide not to cry in front of them, but um, I was really surprised at how sad I was. I took a different approach. Um, I went and bought, I think, 750 pounds of tomatoes and uh, however many pounds of onions, peppers, and basil and all that it took. And I got myself a little spaghetti sauce factory going on at my house. And I made spaghetti sauce for days. And um, part of it was because I knew I'd be crying all the time and I wanted cover. I wanted... (laughs) (laughs) So my kids would come in and they'd see me and they're like, mom, are you crying? And I'm like, it's the onions. It's the onions. I'm making spaghetti sauce. And uh, 
that was, and I thought that it would be temporary. I thought that sure, it's going to be a couple days of crying just because I'm getting used to this new thing. But I'll tell you when he joined the military, truly, it did just flick a switch in my soul that has never gone back. And we see any of the reunion videos on YouTube in a totally different way. Uh, That could be a military reunion video. Uh, But, you know, a Hallmark Channel commercial, I'm going to be crying now. I I never was before, but I am going to be crying now. It's just brought about a new emotion in me. So I don't know. What do you have any tips for that? I mean, my tip for that is always have a handkerchief or a tissue ready and be prepared. Yes. I wrote and journaled a lot during that time. And that was very helpful um, for me. And then of course, talking to friends and just let them know how I was feeling, but they not are not your battle buddy because they don't really understand what you're going through. So that was helpful to be able to talk to you or to um, talk to other moms with army kiddos. Yeah. And I think you do go through changes. Like I had a daughter who was married and that was different with her being married, but, um, and I could talk to other moms whose children had grown up and gotten married, but it isn't the same as another mama who's got a child in the military. So I would encourage moms. I think we'd both encourage moms to go find some other moms. Other, and I'm, let's just jump down because that was one of the ones we had earlier was uh, in our list was to find support for yourself. If it is a mama friend, also there's support groups. A lot of the branches have support groups. Some are sponsored by that uh, organization and some are not sponsored by, they're just like random groups. You do need to be careful in those because what do they used to say in different time periods, you know, no, trust no one or. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, there is a phrase that you'll learn is OPSEC, which is operational security. And I got that acronym right, right? Yes, Op- that's right. Operational security. So we don't tell people where our sons are deployed. We don't say the dates of when they're going somewhere or when they're getting back. Um, There's just some things that you learn to do for the safety of our military. And those groups on Facebook and online, they will teach you the ropes for those things. And so, but it is still the internet. So we don't have a guarantee that the people we're talking to online are truly the people that they say they are. So that's something else to keep in mind. Like we have a duty to protect our children and our military in a different way. So that's another thing to keep in mind. One thing that I thought was a neat way to get involved for some moms, if you live close to where you can do this is the, oh, now I'm going to forget the name of it. The USO. Yes. There's a lot of ladies or, and men too that like to go volunteer at the USO and that's a great way to connect and directly support military. Um, another thing I thought of is starting a Pinterest board. So I don't know if you did that, Beth, but it was like I had a section in my Pinterest that was just military mom thoughts. And sometimes when I was feeling glum, I would just go to Pinterest and browse and pin military mom stuff. (laughs) I did the same thing. 
searching yes. for military memes that just seem to be encouraging. Yep. Yep. I think that's a good place to go. And uh, maybe people don't think about it much, but I do think you can find encouragement there. And then you don't have to call somebody at three in the morning. Instead, you can just go to your Pinterest board and be encouraged by the things there. Another thing was buy the gear, go out and get yourself some, like I got an army mom shirt, you know, you represent. And the, what do you call it? Pro tip for that is if I have a day where I'm like, really feeling emotional, uh, you know, around the holidays when he can't be there because he's gone. Uh, that's a good day to wear the army mom shirt so that if I'm in the store and I randomly start crying because the checker asks me how my holiday is, I can just point to my shirt and she knows what's going on, you know? Yes. So to jump into another spot is, um, we as moms probably don't want to know the details of what's going on with our kids. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. Yes. There's a lot of things they get trained on that's just hard to know. There's a, I believe it was on Netflix or YouTube when our son went in that a lot of people encouraged us to watch and we did. It was called The Making of a Soldier. Did you watch that? We did. We did. <laughs> Okay, so there's two thoughts I have on that. One is, oh my word, the making of a soldier. This is terrible. I can't believe they're doing this to my son, you know? So for example, one of the things is they, I mean, they show the, what it is in a day in the life of the training of a soldier. And one of the things they do is they take them into a gas chamber with gas masks on and they pipe in the gas and they have them take off their gas masks while the gas is in there and they have to spout off their social security number. I think, you know, like forwards mm -hmm. and backwards or, or whatever, <laughs> and then put their gas mask back on. And when everybody has their masks secure, they march out of the gas chamber it looks very brutal. And it's like, in some ways, I'm like, I don't want to know that they're doing that. But in some ways, that also did give me some confidence that we have the best trained military in the world. You know, okay. they're doing an amazing job preparing our military for the things that they might be called to do. So, but even at that, that watching that gave me just enough to know Mm -hmm. that I don't need to know everything they're trained in or how they are trained. Yes. Now we have a lot of drill sergeant friends, so we kind of knew a lot of that stuff going into it, but it was helpful for our son to be prepared because of the mental aspect of, of basic training. But I agree, sometimes it makes you worry too much. So you kind of have to know yourself and if you can handle those details. So you had JD watch that movie before he went in. We did. <laughs> That's a good pro tip. You know, uh, if Ben had done it, I, I didn't know, but he, he, I think he knew what he was getting into. I think I didn't know what he was getting into. <laughs> okay. So number three, well, we might be at number four now. I can't keep track, but let them grow up. We can't micromanage them. It seems that it could be very embarrassing if we do as mom try to micromanage them. Yes. So have, have you noticed that or do you feel the same way? 
Absolutely. There's going to be times where they um, are in a tough situation. Maybe even, I think the first for a lot of people, it wasn't for our boys. Our boys were bused from basic training to their first duty station. But um, a lot of guys get dropped at the airport and they're simply not told what to do. And they have to navigate that themselves. And sometimes it's really um, hard for mom to take a step back and allow them to try to figure that out but they are adults and that's just hard. It's hard to watch them grow up, but it's really good for them to do that. Yeah. And I think that's true. I think when you join the military, you know, we, we prepare the way for our children so much. We try to make our children's life easy for them. And we're trying to, yeah, we just try to cover the way. And it really is like they're out there trailblazing. Yeah. So when they're gone, you can be writing them letters. There's ways to support them, which is also a support for you. And I also think about this as with our younger kiddos. It was really good for our younger kids to be able to be in contact. Now they do take their phones away. And I I believe all branches of the military do that for different amounts of time, depending on which branch, but they're Mm -hmm. gonna take their phone away. And okay, Do you remember the day when JD lost his phone? Do you remember that moment? Yes. (laughs) It was scary. What did that, what did that feel like for you or how did that go down? Just knowing, not so much for me, but that he would be completely unconnected. It it was a definite um, time for us to pray. And then waiting, waiting, waiting for that time where he'd get a phone call and we'd get 30 seconds to talk to him. Yeah. And the first phone call was about 30 seconds and it was, Uh, we know there's a drill sergeant standing next to them and it was a scripted call of basically I am uh, this is my name I am here safely this is my squadron number I don't remember what they call it Um, and goodbye and And you have to write very quickly so you can get their information down yes and it's uh, so actually that's a good tip for moms when they leave you have to have your phone with you at all times. Like don't give your household number. They have to memorize mom and dad's cell phone number because how often do our kids just hit speed dial on their cell phone to call mom and dad and they don't actually know mom and dad's phone number. So when they remove the phone, they've just lost all their contacts. So uh, yeah, so when they call, I have even in stores, like if my phone rings and it's my son, I step out of line. I go find a spot in the store. I pull over on the side of the road. I'm going to answer that phone because my military son's calling. And, uh, and I know it's rude to be in the middle of a transaction with a checker and ignore them. But if my phone rings, I, I do, I take the call. And I, I, I might just whisper, I might just whisper, my son's in the army. I'm taking his call. And then I go ahead with my transaction. So anyway, be ready to take the call. Keep your cell phone with you. Keep the ringer on and be watching for that because you're not going to want to miss those calls when they come. But in the meantime, between calls, you can be writing letters. And so what, what, what are some things you put in your letters to JD? I talked a lot about how the kids were doing he, with all his little brothers and asked a lot of questions. 
we also sent a lot of scripture and poetry and things that we thought he would enjoy reading because he didn't have, I think he had his Bible, but he didn't have anything else as far as to put up, to keep on his mind. And I knew he enjoyed poetry. So I would send warrior type poems. And I don't know if you guys use this app. Did you guys use the sandbox app at all? No, we didn't. It was an easy way to, for like grandparents, they could use their phones text a quick message and sandbox would turn it into a paper letter that they would be able to mail or actually his cousins and younger people used it more often but even i would use it um just so i could get a get a letter off quickly i i didn't use it but i saw people do that and i didn't know much about it some things we put in our letters to our son what were stamps mm -hmm. and photos because when he left, I think we sent a photo of our family, but that was it. And right. so maybe he couldn't take it in because they're limited with what they can take in when they enter. But as you send them things, they can kind of collect and they get a locker. So I, I sent photos of our, of our family. And then also I would have the younger siblings draw pictures and we would mail their pictures and which was good for the hearts of my little ones. And sometimes they would do crazy things themselves, funny faces, they'd make things and they'd say, take a picture of this and mail it to Ben, you know, funny things like maybe they microwave themselves a plate of nachos and say, look at, I did this myself, take a picture of this plate of nachos I made and send it to Ben. And uh, if that was what I needed to do to minister to the heart of my little one, then I don't know if Ben would enjoy it or not, but I'm going to do it, you know, and Ben would probably actually when he, I know he did enjoy, there was a child in our house who will remain nameless who made garlic bread to go with dinner. And uh, when I came in, there were flames coming out of the oven. Oh, the no. garlic bread was no longer bread and the entire boat, the entire loaf was charred. And I just took a picture of it and mailed it to him and, said, you know, guess who was, guess who was cooking this night? And uh, I know he got a chuckle out of that. So another tip, because my daughter is married to a Coast Guardsman, and when he left for boot camp and she was alone for however many weeks that was, she said, mom, what I did with Jed was I would do a checklist letter, like a, a fill in the blank, you know, kind of like Mad Libs almost, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, she wrote a letter and had fill in blanks or just so that because their time is so limited in they have to write back, you know, like I like the food. Yes or no. Check, check the box. I've been getting X amount of sleep per night and let them fill in the number. When I get home, I'm most anxious for and then they could, you know, the first meal I want you to make when I come home on leave is, and doing a bunch of little, that type of thing in a letter would save them time. So that's another thing. And I was surprised that Ben asked for me to mail him lyrics to certain songs. And one day he actually asked for me to mail him a local newspaper. He said, we don't get any news here. Um, we don't have access to our phones and we only get the news that they give us. So would you mail me a newspaper? And he said that when they got it, he would read it and he'd pass it on and then somebody else would read it. And the whole group of guys was reading the newspaper from Salem, Oregon, because that was the only reading material that was coming in. 
we had a niece that sent JD jokes and then we had my sister kept him apprised of all the sporting things that were going on, like the football scores, which I wouldn't have thought of that, but anything to divert their attention, I think is good. Yeah. And, and make it like kind of normal. I mean, yes, you're military, but we don't need to only send you military stuff because there's still this whole world going on around you. And here's another idea. Like what should we not send? What, what should we tell people do not send to their child? <laughs> um, glitter or pink hearts or things like that on the envelope will get them smoked. <laughs> yeah. Um, so don't, don't put lipstick on and kiss the envelope. Don't spray the envelope with your perfume just because they miss a hug from mom. That'd be a bad <laughs> thing to do. Yeah. And so, and you know what? It's funny because I mentioned mom's groups. There's a lot of these mom's groups and it's funny when Beth and I see people um, post things, we're like, oh man, that was a bad move. You know, like I, I saw one grandmother said, um, I'm sending my grandson and she had this whole care package she sent to her child at boot camp, at her grandson, and it had like a sweatshirt from, you know, their state college and stuff like this. They're going to take it all from them for the most part. They're not going to let them keep those things. They're kind of creating the unimind as, <laughs> as these, these guys, you know, they're, they're getting them to work together, but they don't get to be real individuals there. So... Um, you're going to want to find out from your child specifically what can and cannot be sent. At one point, we were able to send care packages, but the things in the care package would be like deodorant, band-aids. Where our boys were in the South, it was hot and they were outside a lot. They wanted like shoe powder, foot powder for keeping their feet dry and another thing that I found out I could mail in an envelope. So, what, oh, now I'm not going to remember what they're called. They're like a Band-Aid skin. Um, I know what you're talking about. It's for their blisters, right? Yes. They're going to get a I lot of blisters. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to have to figure that out. Anyway, so for their blisters, they put this mole skin. It's called mole skin. But they didn't have scissors even to cut these sheets of moleskin into small strips to put on their feet for the blisters. So I went to the store and bought a bunch of these moleskins and put them into like band-aid size pieces. And every time I mailed a letter, I would put like two stamps and a couple strips of this so that every time he got a letter, he was supplied with that. And when he had too much and he said, that's okay, mom, keep sending it because there's some of these guys don't get any letters. Some of these young men are getting no support from home. And so that's something too, uh, you could really ask your child, um, is there anybody else there who you notice isn't getting any support? And would you mind giving me their name and I'll mail them a note too from time to time? And uh, you'd think that a note coming from a stranger is not that exciting, but from what I understand, it's precious. Yes. Yeah, so that was interesting because JD is still friends with one of the men who did not get any support. And we sent him a few cards and even our teenage boys would send him um, correspondence and they're still friends. So that's a great way to minister to the military. Okay. So, you know, we could have put this first on the list is to pray, but the reason we're putting it at the end of the list 
is so that you do not forget it. And it is the most important thing that we can do for our military and for our children in general. And that is to pray. We're never fully in control anyway. We never were. (laughs) Do you remember when your oldest child got their driver's license and they pulled away out of your driveway for the first time and you watch them pull away and you think, oh my goodness, um, anything could happen to them. I thought I had things in their life under control. And uh, we realize at that moment when they have their driver's license that we do not have things under control. God has his eye on them. He's watching them. We're going to do our best to teach and train and physically prepare them for life. But ultimately, God is the one in control and he is sovereign and he's got them. There's no safer place to be than in the center of his plan and in his will. And so we would both encourage you guys to just pray for them. And do you have any thoughts of specific ways to pray? Well, I I don't know if you've heard of the book, The Power of Praying for Your Adult Child by Stormio Martin. We worked through that one um, while he was in boot camp and maybe the first uh, six months of his journey there. And that just gave me some scripts to pray or some things that I maybe wasn't thinking about as a mom, in addition to the things that I knew to pray for. So that book was particularly helpful to me. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I know she's a great author, but I actually don't have that book. I might want to look into that. I hope that this has been an encouragement to you moms today. If you have a child joining, and I want to add this, if you do not directly have a child in the military or someone joining, but you know of another mom who does, come alongside her. You know, yes, we can be a support military mom to military mom, but you know what? If there was a mom who would come alongside and just ask me, hey, how you doing with Ben being gone? That was also an encouragement. You don't have to be a military mom to encourage another military mom, but I will tell you, be prepared that when you ask me how I'm doing and specifically in relation to that child, I may come back with tears in my eyes. And I am learning to be okay with that. And I hope that you are learning to be okay with that too. So that is something to keep in mind. But anyway, so we hope this has just been an encouragement to you. And if nothing else, it gives you a starting point uh, on this journey. And again, I just want to like kind of say those things again. The first thing is you are going to cry. It is emotional. Be prepared for that. You probably don't want to know everything that's going on with the training. You want to let them grow up, not try to micromanage them. Find some support for you wherever you need to go to get that support and encouragement. Write letters to your child and most importantly, be in prayer for them. So as we end out right now, Beth, would you like to just close us in prayer? Sure. Dear Lord, we come to you, first of all, thankful that you've allowed us to meet one another, to have support as we watch our sons enter the military and as they are adults living their lives. But Lord, right now we pray for the moms who are listening, Lord, and maybe they just found out their child is going into the military. Maybe they're right in the middle of boot camp right now. We ask that you would give each mom comfort and grace 
as they navigate having an adult child in the military, we'd ask that you surround them with support and that you would remind them that you are in control and that you will protect and watch over their child. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to serve our country as military moms and help us to overflow with your love so that we can love our children. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for joining me. This was fun. Thank you. <laughs> I hope that you've been encouraged or challenged in your faith today and that something we discussed prompts you to grow deeper in your walk with the Lord. If it has, make sure you tell a friend so they can grow along with you. And if you or a friend would like to be a guest and share about God's faithfulness in your life, please email me at podcast at Because when we tell of God's faithfulness, we never run out of stories. Whatever is true, whatever is known.